Yo, I am in the woods. I'm on some path next to a creek. I don't know where I am, so I thought this would be a good time to record today's podcast. Man, it's great. So this snow in Vancouver, which is crazy. I've never seen snow last this long here. But it's sunny and it's kind of nice today. I feel like I'm in like a Calvin and Hobbes strip. It's just like picturesque winter. It's awesome. But yeah, I'm on my way to try to find this Airbnb that I'm moving into next week. And uh, this is what happens when you just go for the cheapest Airbnbs you can find. Is that I, I don't know if I'm going to make it today. I think I might be lost. But I might not be. We'll see. And I like this stuff. Like I kind of like being off the beaten path. If you have to walk through some weird woods to get to where you're going, I like that type of thing. <laughs> you know, I like being forced to have some uh, downtime in the day. I just love finding shit like this. Man, I love it. I had no idea this was here. Vancouver's so good for this, where there's like so much city shit, but if you just get a little bit off the beaten path, you're on a literal path. And it rules. So yesterday I was saying how uh, I got quite a bit of writing done and it was going real well. And I was pontificating about the idea of uh, after I work on this main story that I'm focusing on, maybe I should try to write a second thing later in the day that's more abstract and it's just more of a less pressury, just like let's just go work on something else. Get a little extra dollop of work in on the day. So I did that and it kind of revved me back up and I got back into a writing mood and I went back and did more writing on my first story. Just a real good day yesterday. I love my favorite way of working. Like as I've expressed many times, I do not enjoy just battening down the hatches and forcing oneself like you're a fucking spoon bender of just like, I'm gonna make this work. I just feel like that's so counterproductive. It doesn't, the results aren't good. Just makes you miserable, makes you hate your life. Writing is not your sacred duty. If it makes you hate your life, you should do something else. <laughs> you know, fuck that. You're just gonna write a bunch of shit and you're gonna hate yourself. So I love the days when it's like I almost get work done inadvertently. Like I was just at the fancy mall yesterday and uh, you know, I just uh, wrote some stuff on this secondary story watched a fucking little video that was on my phone, started looking at the different little ebooks that are on my phone, and I'm just like, fuck this, I just don't want to read these. Fuck this, I'll get back to working on my shit. And like, next thing you know, the whole afternoon has passed, and I've just been working all day, and it's like, ah, I love it. I love it. I haven't had a day like that in some time, and it's just good, where it's almost like you tricked yourself into working all day. It's good stuff. Oh, now I'm going across a little bridge across this creek. I think this is where my direction said to go. I don't know. Today I feel like my plan is just to fail. To fail to get to this place and then I'll go. It's so like, when you just look at a Google map, it's so abstract. Whenever you get to the real place, it's nothing like what you imagined it would be like. But then on the second time, it's like, oh, okay, now I can actually understand what this... Uh, what this map was trying to tell me and relate it to the real place. Man, this is gorgeous. This is absurd. Holy shit, BC is a good fucking province. It's just ridiculous. 
So I had noticed that there are inconsistencies with basically I've got two major characters in this story and one of them I've got pretty down, pretty, pretty much sorted. Where the other one in my notes is just kind of a punching bag, which even uh, his name is Quaylum. And how I came up with that name, because I just like to look up weird uh, Latin words and stuff, just seems like a cool way to find words that have some kind of meaning. I don't know, that's something, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with uh, sci-fi space names. I don't want to push it too far because it just becomes silly very easy. But I feel like Latin's pretty classic. You can't go too wrong with that. But because in this story, in the notes, this character was just kind of the punching bag, so I was looking up just different terms, like what is the term for a, a brute or a jerk or an idiot and just different stuff. And the term that kept coming up is quailum and then a term because Quaylum basically just means the one who is an idiot, the one who is a jerk-off. And I was like, you know what, I like that. I like that name Quaylum because it sounds cool. And I know where it came from. I know that it's because I was looking up insults, but it's not an insult. It doesn't mean anything. Because if this guy's actual name was just like the Latin word for moron, that's a, a wild disservice to this character and not ever what I really intended him to be or would want him to be. So uh, that's how I came up with that name. But also just because he's so underwritten compared to the other character, I really just don't know much about him. So it's not too surprising to me that I've got these two chapters that really are like directly opposed where in the chapter I'm writing now, she asks this dude if he has family on the space station, and he's like, nah, nah, I was born on this planet, they shipped me out here. But in the previous chapter, he said that he was born on the space station because they're in such deep space that he's never been to his home world, and that's kind of his uh, reward when he gets old, is he gets to go retire. And in a way, it's a little surprising to have two things so conflicting. But even though this was only three chapters back, I mean, for me, that was several weeks. <laughs> that was quite a while. And that is mostly the kind of the first draft thing. Like, I think it's better to just kind of let this type of stuff go for the first draft. Because I remember I was working on this one story that I will get back to someday, but it's, it's like my epic. It's going to be a huge book. It's about these punk kids who live in Tokyo. And I was trying so hard while writing it to keep track of details like that. Like I had post-it notes with different plot points that I put in, I had like a, a sketchbook and I'd arrange the post-it notes based on when things were gonna happen because I, I could, you know, unstick them and move them around. And then as I was writing at the end of each chapter, I made a little, recap of what had happened that chapter of details like that just little details that might come up later things that I need to know or remember so as not to contradict myself and it became overwhelming so fast like I was only like five chapters into writing that book and I had a mountain I had like an additional chapter of just of little notes and character details to keep track of like to the point that it wasn't helpful. It was not a handy guide, it was too much. Even just the notes were too much to keep track of. I would need like sub notes to keep track of the notes. 
And yeah, that's when I learned it's like for this first draft, just let it go. Because then when I read it back at a highly accelerated pace, that's when I'll catch these things, theoretically. Then I can fix them and do whatever. But in this case, since I happened to notice these ones yesterday, I fixed it. I decided to go with the earlier version that this guy was born on the space station and had never been to his home world. So yeah, did that yesterday. Got a bunch of work done. Good times. Good time had by all. Man, this is a really long fucking trail. I'm definitely not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm definitely lost. But that's the beauty of getting lost is, yeah, like I found this crazy place. I didn't know about this. This is awesome. But if this was the day that it's like somebody at an Airbnb is waiting for me to show up, this would not be awesome. This would be the opposite. This would be horrible. So I'm glad I'm fucking sorting this out ahead of time. Man, I really prefer Airbnbs where they've got it sort of set up automated style. Like, here's where the key is. Just, you know, fucking come in anytime. When you have to actually rendezvous with somebody, it's such a, an additional stress. Ding dong. So it's a couple hours later and uh, I was pretty far off course, but basically so, uh, so I was walking down this path, right? This uh, beautiful winter path. One of the most beautiful places I've been in a couple of weeks. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful shit in the West Coast, but this is a really good path and there's like a great, great little thing that I'm glad I found. But it eventually exits onto a fucking strip mall next to a highway that reminds me very much of my hometown. <laughs> and it sucks. It's like, here's what happens when traffic and dirt and noise meet snow and boring box stores abound. So that's kind of tricky. I gotta say that definitely hurts the statistical likelihood of me coming back this way because it's weird to go down a beautiful path and to end up in shit town <laughs> in fucking shitsville makes it a little less uh, enticing but luckily i found a starbucks in shit town so i stopped in there got some wi-fi recalibrated myself figured out where i am supposed to be going and while i was there i sat down did an hour of writing not a solid hour. Again, I kind of... Anything I do that's involved in writing counts for me. So I looked up uh, the boss names from the old game, the old Sega game Space Harrier. I was like, maybe that'd be a cool thing to use as like a planet name or something. Is a Space Harrier boss. But then I looked them up and none of the names really work for me. They're not that cool. But yeah, I did... Uh, did a, an okay little chunk of writing. I don't feel like that's enough for today. I didn't feel satisfied. I gotta go pull up somewhere else, do some more writing, but, uh, but an okay amount. And then I determined that if I walk down this one long noisy street, that'll get me to where I was actually trying to get to. And then just another walk down another long noisy street to get back to the SkyTrain. But then I was like, man, okay, so I got that figured out. I think I got the lay of the land good enough. But fuck that, I'm gonna go back to the beautiful path. So I'm back on the beautiful path. Now I'm going down by the shore of this creek. I think you'd call it a creek. 
It's big for a creek, but small for a river. Oh, and I found a sign. Just in case anyone's curious, in case you're Googling shit, uh, this place is called the Oxbow Side Channel. Two kilometers of historic stream channels, ponds, and wetlands, vital to fish and wildlife. And I really do like, like I was saying, uh, this would be stressful if today was the day that I had to get to my Airbnb. I'd be unhappy, an unhappy man that I got lost and I had to find a Starbucks and figure out where I'm going and someone's waiting for me and just like, that would suck. But when it's just a free day and I'm just doing this for the fun of it, I really do like trying to find landmarks. Like when I came out of this, this little wooded area to the shitty highway, but then I saw this big cool overpass. That's why I started walking that way. I'm like, let me just check that out, see where that leads to. And then I had to go down the street a ways to find the Starbucks and then get my little map. And it feels like a video game, you know? It's like, it's the difference between if you have all this stuff built into your smartphone with your data plan and everything, it's like having a waypoint. It's like the game just pointing you where to go. Where having to look at landmarks and figure out cardinal directions and get to a place. It's just, it's fun. It's kind of neat. And it's one of those things, there's no point in trying to convince somebody that they don't need their data plan and their fancy expensive smartphone. That's a, that's a, a fool's errand to try to convince anyone of that. Because nobody in my generation feels that way. I don't know anybody my age or younger. I don't know anybody at all except like my parents that don't have smartphones and expensive data plans. And you just really don't need them. So I guess just if you're that rare person, if you're that rare weirdo who also doesn't have these things, don't worry about it. You really don't need them. Everyone is gonna think you're a weirdo and everyone is gonna low-key <laughs> fucking criticize the way you live your life. But it's just so true that you really just don't need this shit. And it does seem like a lot of people, they're just not comfortable unless their monthly bills are hundreds of dollars and <laughs> they're just constantly spending tons of money and then that keeps them locked into having to work like crazy and it's just like they're all snug snug like a little bug in their 21st century rug where if you want to fucking blaze some trails want to do some weird shit want to write some cool crap have some weird ideas that people haven't seen before I think the very least you could do is not have a goddamn cell phone plan, you know? If you can't even kick that, if you can't even shake yourself loose of that little social convention, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, you know? I just don't know. The one thing that I'm like, oh, that legitimately is a useful, handy thing that I wish I could do is I really have no ability to use Ubers. And it mostly, you know, whatever, doesn't matter, I just use public transit, but Uber is really cool. <laughs> like, I would probably use that if I could. Other than that, though, I really do think it's worthwhile to monitor oneself a little bit. Like, what am I actually doing on this phone? I mean, my friend Ray, God bless him, one of my best friends, I've known him since I was little, great guy. But he was kind of giving me that, like, it's funny you don't have a real cell phone. What's, what's up, man? I can hook you up with something, you know? I can get you on some plan. You should do that. You should have a phone. And I was like, yeah, but you see, I got this smartphone on eBay for $40, and I just use Wi-Fi with it. 
And then I've got this 7-Eleven burner for texting, $10 a month. So, I mean, my costs are $10 a month. It's essentially free. Like, what does your phone cost? And he's on like a family plan, you know, he's paying for a few people. But he's like, oh yeah, $300 a month. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not as bad. I've always heard that Europe is cheaper for cell phones and probably the States is too. But Canada's a goddamn nightmare. It's a huge country, low population. Our shit is expensive. And you just don't need to do it, that's all. I don't want to be fucking Grandpa McNally again. All right, here's what I think, blah, blah, blah. So let's just, let's just leave it there. Okay, I think that's probably enough rambling for today. Definitely prefer to keep these short. Feel better when I keep them short. Punch a little short episodes. For a song of the day, let's stick with uh, yesterday I played sort of a doomed romance type song. Let's play another one of those where I do love the idea of the, the crazy-eyed romance, you know, where it's kind of the unbalanced romance where one side is like, got like spinny anime eyes, is like in a fucking hazy trance. Just because that's really just, uh, that's, how it, <laughs> that's how it always feels, like I was saying yesterday. That's the kind of romance I identify with. When you got two people on the same keel, I don't know, man. I don't know what that's like. To me, the more genuine romance, sad though it may be, is the uh, unbalanced romance where one side is gonna get hurt real, real bad and the other side is just not gonna give a shit <laughs> all that much. <laughs> so this song, it's by the band Crosses, which is Chino from the Deftones, a side band he's in. And man, this song is so beautiful. I fucking love it so much. This is like, uh, if songs on the radio were picked just based on actual, like, pop catchiness, I really think this could have been a big-ass radio song. It's just so fucking catchy, it's insane. And I love this song as, like, an image of, like, two people on a date, one person way, way, way into the other one. But this is before anything has gone wrong, you know? Like, it's inevitable that something's gonna go wrong just because the relationship is so off-kilter and one person is hanging on way too tight and investing way too much of their own self-worth and well-being in this fucking other person. So I love this, like, this song as uh, just the image of, like, just being out at night and like looking at the lights of a city and like the one character is looking out at the city and the other character is looking at the first character, you know? It's not the night or the activities or the place that's exciting, it's just that person. And I feel like this is the song you could play during that montage. Man, incidentally though, before I go, I've noticed from coast to coast, everywhere I go, when I'm walking through these wood trails and cool nature places, the only people I see are ever occasionally joggers, but 90% people walking dogs. Which I think is cool. That's a good argument for getting a dog if it gets you out. And there's all these beautiful places in whatever city you're in. Could be the beaches in Toronto, here in Coquitlam, everywhere fucking in between. Actually, that's a lie. I've never been anywhere in between. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's always dog walkers. So I guess I'd say either get a dog because uh, it seems like that gets people fucking up and out. 
and enjoying the outside. Or really more, even if you don't have a dog, go find the trail. Go find the place where everyone's walking their dogs because it's probably beautiful. And you're missing out, man. There is some wonderful fucking shit in whatever city you happen to be in. Just go take a little ramble, take a little walk, go get lost. Don't look at your phone. Don't worry about where you are or where you're going and you'll find some cool fucking shit. All right, so this is the epilogue by Crosses. I'll see you tomorrow. It's a strange day The roses are in bloom But in a strange way I know somehow we're doomed Look around through the town Not a soul to be found In silence, not a sound no one around but you In the back of the car On the way from the bar In silence, here we are Reminding us how we do We'll get set It's time we've come to the end We've circled around our doom And I won't stop Not till I get one Underneath all the stars In silence, here we are